Hey, what's up, my lovely friends? I am so glad you're here in this moment joining me for this wonderful podcast episode. I have a feeling the two guests we're going to be talking with today are going to really open up your eyes to an entirely new perspective on your body, on food, and on inner beauty. But first, before we get started, I want to take a moment to tell all of you about something incredibly exciting that I'm doing for the first time ever. Starting January 19th, I'm going to be coaching 25 of you in my first ever program called Four Weeks to Body Freedom. How do you know if this program is for you? Well, I'll make it very simple. This program is for you if you are exhausted from feeling like you need to control every morsel of food that enters your mouth. Maybe you have a persistent desire to count calories and or macronutrients and you just can't stop. Maybe you feel stressed and misunderstood by people that just don't get what you're going through and you have a hard time explaining it to them. Maybe every single day you're pushing your body to its absolute limits in the gym just to make it count as a real workout. Lastly, this program is for you if you're experiencing guilt when you eat foods not on your meal plan or diet program. If this person describes you, I can give you the tools you need to create food freedom, to create body respect and admiration, to finally have the life you know you deserve. I'm creating this program because it's a great way for me to coach individuals in a small group setting. It's a way for me to be able to give one-on-one attention to people that are really serious about changing and want to experience their full potential. Lastly, I want to go over exactly what will be included in the four-week program. First, you'll receive a new lesson every week that focuses on the various topics about nutrition, calories, fitness, bullshit, creating balance, and finally experiencing food freedom. These resources and lessons will be yours to keep during and after the program. You'll receive weekly video presentations where I discuss the the week's lesson and walk you through key points that will help you cultivate unconditional body respect and food freedom. You'll have 24-7 email support with me during the four weeks where I'll help you along the way with any concerns or questions you might have. You'll be given action steps, handout, and exercises that will ultimately bring you closer to understanding yourself and in turn discovering your infinite potential. You'll also be given individual attention to your nutrition and fitness needs which will be structured with balance, pleasure, and progress all in mind. Right now, since I'm only taking on such a small group of people, I'm reserving spots through email. If you're interested in joining this program and receiving one-on-one attention with me, please email me at mindbodymusings at gmail.com to reserve your seat. The cost of the program is a flat fee of $200, which comes out to $50 per week, and I can guarantee this will be $200 very well spent. Please remember, for the duration of the four-week program, you will have constant access to me and my coaching skills. I would be happy to have you in this program, and I know it will serve you well. Again, if you're interested in signing up for this program, it starts on January 19th. Reserve your spot in advance by emailing me at mindbodyamusings.gmail.com. Don't let the whole New Year, New You propaganda overwhelm you. This program is not creating nonsense resolutions. It's about uncovering the greatness that's already within you. So thank you so much, friends, for taking the time to listen to the details about this exciting new program. Now for the moment we've all been waiting for, let's go talk to Heather and Casey. You're listening to the Mind Body Musings Podcast, the show where you can learn the most intricate details about the body, the mind, and how lifestyle choices link the two to create individual health for every shape and size. I'm fitness and nutrition expert Maddie Moon, here to enlighten you on how to live your life in a way that promotes satiation, 
thrivation, and self-appreciation. Hope you enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? Maddie Moon with another episode of Mind Body Musings. It's apparent that I'm on a self-love body acceptance high lately, considering the amazing men and women I've invited on the show the past few episodes, as well as the two women I have joining me today. Authors Casey Irene and Heather Waxman are here to talk about their beliefs, practices, and their recent book, Body Peace. Casey is a certified personal trainer, strength and conditioning coach, and corporate fitness professional. She is a fitness, health, and food enthusiast and the creator and voice behind the well-known blog, powercakes.net. Casey prides herself on teaching and inspiring others to find their own balance in life, whether it's with her signature power cakes pancake recipe or her favorite motto, be true to you. Heather is a self-love coach, author, and speaker. She was a meditation expert for Tone It Up's wildly successful Love Your Body series and is a monthly columnist for Over the Moon magazine. Heather, called the inner peace guru, breathes new life and rawness into the spiritual conversation. Through her deeply healing and transformational meditations and video logs and her willingness to be open and vulnerable with her followers, Heather has created a tight-knit and loving community of soul sisters who support one another on their spiritual paths. Together, these women make a powerful team. Casey is high energy and amplifying while Heather is gentle-spirited and soft. Their mission is to help women recognize their amazing bodies and appreciate them for exactly what they are. Everyone deserves to have their own body piece, and these ladies are determined to help you discover it. All right, so without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Casey and Heather. How are you today? We are good. Amazing. That was an awesome intro. <laughs> I, I hope we can live up to everything. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh my God, y'all so can. I'm so, I'm so, so, so excited to have y'all on the show. I know that Body Peace is one of those books that I feel like every woman and probably every man needs to read, like just to understand themselves more and everyone's going through this not everyone, but a lot of people are going through this same battle, and it feels so good to know that other people can relate and can just help you through these kinds of issues that a lot of people don't really want to talk about. So I love that about you guys. Thanks. Thank <laughs> That's our goal with everything. Yeah. Okay, so can each of you give us just a little bit of insight into your background and kind of give us a, a picture of what you had to recover from or the discovery process that you personally went through. We can start with you, Heather. Yeah, right on. So um, a few years ago, um, I went to a, um, an astrologer and she, the second I sat down in the chair, she looked me straight in the eyes and she said one sentence to me. And in that one sentence, she summed up the entire uh, journey of my eating disorder and why it began in the first place. And she said, she looked at me, she looked me right in the eyes and she said, Heather, your whole life you've been starving your truth to feed other people's truths. And um, I started to bawl hysterically because not only metaphorically had I been starving my truth, but like literally through my anorexia nervosa, I had been starving my truth. And I had never experienced someone who I had absolutely never met in my life just really like hear me and understand me in such a deep way. And so like that one sentence really sums up my whole journey. Um, ever since I, I was a little girl, I had this incessant need to please people, um, this incessant need to feel like I belonged, this incessant need to feel like I was good enough. And I think that everybody can relate to that. 
Um, and the, the only way I thought that I could really gain acceptance and approval from everyone around me um, was by making myself make other people happy. So I did that ever since um, I was a little girl. And I think like so many of us can relate to that, you know, being called like, oh, you're such a good girl. You're so quiet. And, and we, we really we feed into these labels of good girl. And if I act this way, that means that I will be accepted um, and approved by other people instead of really taking a look at what's true for us. So my eating disorder actually started um, before I was even born because my mother um, had a baby before I was born and she was uh, she was really excited to have this baby and long story short um, she ended up passing away three days after she was born from a severe heart defect. So two years later when um, she was pregnant with me she became really orthorexic so she was extremely obsessed with eating um, only healthy foods and really portioning herself out and and really obsessed with uh, just making sure she had protein and veggies and she wasn't eating anything processed and she was super obsessed with it. So from the get-go, I, I had that like addictive personality within me because my mom was actually suffering from food addiction while she was pregnant with me. Um, so I can remember like even when I was at 10 years old, just, just really like always thinking about my next meal, always wondering what I was going to eat next. Um, and I didn't really think much of it until I was 16. Um, fast forwarding quite a few years. Um, I was in a, a gym class and this girl who like, I wasn't really even super good friends with. She was just an acquaintance. She sat down next to me and, and she told me, she was like, Hey, what's going on? And I was like, not much what's going on with you. And she's like, I think you're getting a little chubby. And she just like outright said it. Um, and from that point, everything sort of snowballed. I started um, exercising obsessively. I started counting my calories. I went on a special K diet for like three months. <laughs> and um, I ended up losing almost 20 pounds. I My hair was thinning and falling out. I lost my period. And I just became obsessed with being thin. Um, because again, I thought that in order to be accepted, in order to feel good enough, in order to fill this void of emptiness um, within me, uh, because I had no idea who I was, um, I thought that if I could just be thin, if I could just fit into this mold that really seems on the outside to be accepted, that then I would be happy. Um, but in fact, I wasn't. I was 5'8 and 108 pounds and miserable. Um, so long story short, I battled off and on with anorexia nervosa and binge eating off and on for the next almost eight years. Um, and one day I just, I, I had a surrender moment. I have, I had my dark night of the soul and I had, um, I had been planning to, I think, you know, when you're, when you're into binge eating, you, you sort of have your quote unquote, your foods that you, you go to for me, it was popcorn. Um, and I was on the way home from a yoga class one day, and um, I had my, my sights set on a big bag of popcorn. And so I was driving home, gripping the steering wheel, just thinking about that popcorn. I couldn't wait to eat it. And I, I got home. I opened the cabinet, the snack cabinet, and I just screamed the word no. I was like, no. And I screamed. I shut the door. I ran down into my basement and I hit my knees and I just sobbed. I sobbed and I sobbed and I sobbed and I said, God, universe, 
whatever you are, I need help. I don't even know if you exist, but I need help. Um, the next day I woke up and I was guided to um, a metaphysical text called A Course in Miracles, which is all about really transforming your perception of how you see yourself and how you see the world around you. And I started to become a real steadfast student of A Course in Miracles and spirituality. And through that, um, I have reached a point today where I live a life that I am so incredibly happy with um, one that's filled with body peace and free of body shame. And, and it's been a long road, but I'm, I'm really glad to be here. Wow. That's quite a story. That's like probably the most honest, vulnerable story that we've ever had on this show. And I can totally, I can totally, totally relate. Like, first of all, I did the special K diet. <laughs> like I was like, Oh my God, oh, man. way too young to even know. <laughs> know that cereal can be a diet thing, but it right. is very interesting, like, going back to when you were saying that when you were a kid, and then, you know, you're quiet, you're a good girl. It's, it's crazy how, like, in our heads, we hear this one thing is good, and we kind of already know what the opposite is and why that would be bad. Like, it's the same way when people are kind of like, wow, you lost weight, like, you look so great. In our heads, instead of just being a compliment, and that's that, it's actually like, okay, well, flip it, the opposite, you don't you don't lose weight, then you automatically don't look great. It's, it's right. crazy. That's how our brains kind of work, though, and people don't so realize true. it. And that's why the cycle keeps kind of going over and over and over because, mm. I mean, it sucks. But when you get compliment on something like your appearance or your behavior, even as a child, you start to realize what, what like, you won't get those happy feelings, those warm, fuzzy feelings and appreciation from your family members and your friends if you don't, you know, meet that expectation you have. Right. It's so true. We're constantly being fed um, what our identity should be. You know, like what I've learned is that we really need, it sounds really esoteric and wild and kind of crazy, but it's very true that like we need to start moving into a space of no identity. Because if you think like now, like who you are now is not the same person you were even a year ago. You know, your identity, like how you describe yourself has probably shifted and changed in some way. How you perceive the word good is different than how you perceive the word good, you know, in the past. And, and so really shifting from a place of like identification and labels to a space of no identification and no labels is actually the place where freedom exists. And I know that Casey really agrees there. And that's, that's really what body piece is about is showing you, Hey, like that sounds really, really crazy to, to your mind, to the inner critic that's always, you know, talking and, and giving you the merry ground of thoughts. But, you know, we're here to guide you to that space because mm -hmm. it's it's friggin' awesome to be there, mm -hmm. you know. So, Heather, when you, like, compliment people or when you want to call someone beautiful or um, like, instead of saying, like, you – instead of saying, like, to a child, like, oh, you're a good little girl for X, Y, and Z, how do you do mm -hmm. that these days to women, like, our age or older? How do you compliment them or – you know, appreciate things about them without kind of triggering that. I love that question. That's a really good question. So, you know, like throughout body piece, we really talk about um, the importance of feelings being our guideposts. So I, I love to um, think about how the person's making me feel or be aware of how the person's making me feel in that moment and give them that compliment. So like if this person's making me feel radiant, then I'm going to call them radiant. You know what I mean? Like you're so radiant. 
like wouldn't you rather be called radiant than beautiful mm-hmm. because to me that's like that's like your soul is shining out from within you know what I mean so like that sort of or if I feel like really at ease around this person I'll just say I feel I feel so supported around you you know what I mean and that like may feel a little weird at first mm-hmm. right and it may kind of catch someone off guard but I would so much rather be told like how I'm making someone feel because like that's actually like my truth mm-hmm. like bleeding out you know before them which is really amazing mm-hmm. you know Yeah, that's so, so interesting. That's something I've always kind of wondered, but I've never known how to ask someone that. So thank you. And now, Casey, what about you? Give us a little bit of insight into your background and the process of recovery and discovery for you. (laughs) Okay, so um, I, it's crazy when, crazy in a good way that Heather and I, we both, and, and this is, this goes for so many women, I think that we are in touch with and people that we aren't even in touch with yet, um, how we can all have super opposite stories of, of our lives and our own, you know, journeys and whatnot. Yet through all of it, we are all trying to find that peace within ourselves. And that's where like our book idea came from, because when Heather and I first met, we both shared our stories and I heard her story and, and I will share mine of, of my eating disorder and ours are so different yet that that same goal of finding peace within ourselves was the goal all along, you know? And so, um, through my story, so when I was a kid, a lot of it does happen to when we're children, because that is where all of our thoughts and things are rooted and started. Um, so just like Heather, when I was in my mom's womb, um, she was dealing with a lot of anxiety and things that were out of her control at the time. Like my grandpa was getting open heart surgery and thank God, 25 years later, he's still totally fine. Um, he'll probably be listening to this cause he's like my number one fan. So, um, <laughs> he's awesome. hey, Dad. um, so he, um, was going through open heart surgery. She had lost a friend in a plane accident. There were a lot of things happening and with herself, she found like a lump in her throat that ends up not being anything severe. Um, and she had this, all of these things going out of control. And while I was in her womb, I was feeling what she was feeling. And from the years of therapy that I went to after, um, we discovered that I had an issue, um, it, a lot of my problems rooted back to when I was in the womb with, with my mom. And it's crazy how, you know, things can root from there. And, and she, and it for so long, she felt very like guilty about that, but through, you know, everyone goes through things and it's all about how you can come out on the other side for yourself. And so when I was, um, 11 years old, we, and it's in the book too, Heather and I share a little more deeply into our stories in the book. When I was 11, we decided to move and we weren't in a different school district or anything. I was just going to be going to a different elementary school where I knew no one except one boy. And back then boys and girls had cuties. So of course he wasn't going to like hang out with me on the playground. Um, so I go and like, don't know anybody. And this, this feeling of change, um, is something that I had never felt in that kind of a way before. And it threw me for a complete loop at 11 years old. I, I dealt with, um, social anxiety and didn't want to be at school. I would fight and fight and fight to stay home. And I missed more days than I was supposed to. And I spent more time in the office eating lunch than I did with my friends. And it turned into this, a little 11 year old, who was looking for something to control because I wasn't able to control where I was going to school. And, and, and it all roots from these, this feel of lose, this fear of losing control. So the thing that I grabbed onto 
was food. And cause that's one thing I could control. And that's where a lot of us, I think come from with our eating disorders is we're looking for that sense of control. And for me, it was food. So back then when I was 11 years old, it wasn't for body image. It was really just for that sense of control. I wasn't looking in the mirror at 11 years old and wanting to lose weight. But what happened was I did lose 16 pounds from when I was 11 to 12. And that's not a normal uh, route of action your body usually takes at that age. Um, so I went finally after a year of my parents trying to handle me, um, we went into therapy and it's, and a lot of people are so afraid to kind of go into therapy or work with someone like Heather that can help you really get to the root of what's going on. And at 11 years old, I grew up very quickly. I, I started to learn about my inner emotions. I started to learn about these root causes of what I was going through. Um, while most kids weren't even like, they're more concerned about what was for lunch that day at school. And I am going to therapy after school. So I grew up at a very young age, but I look back now and I'm so thankful for what I went through at that age, because it truly has helped me get to where I am now, especially with working with kids too. Um, so after years of therapy, I got to a place where I was happy in high school, junior high, high school, I was much better. I was able to do a lot more. Um, college came around. So we go back to this change again, right? So I go to a new school for college. I move away from home, 40 minutes away, but still away from home, um, living on my own. And that whole sense of control came back again. And so freshman year was the fear of freshman 15, which led me to hardly eat anything and work out on the elliptical for hours on end every day and do crunches with my roommates until, you know, the cows came home. I mean, that's what we did. That was what we did every day. Um, so I lost weight my freshman year, then sophomore year comes along. I decided to join the track team of our school cause I missed being an athlete and being on a team yet. I was still having body image issues. So my performance as an athlete suffered because I was not fueling my body properly and I would sneak away from practice, um, and go do more cardio if I felt like we didn't run enough at practice. And now as a strength and conditioning coach for athletes, I can come on the other side of it and be like, oh my gosh, like if my athletes went and snuck away and did more cardio after what we did, I'd be like, what are you doing? Like I was just in a very different place. And then like you, um, I found competing and figure competitions. Um, my friend, one of my best friends who I was just in her wedding and she introduced me to my fiance, um, she was competing and I saw her on stage and I basically just wanted to be her. I was like, I don't care what you have to do to me. Like, I want to be you. So we were very uneducated on, on dieting or on that approach to competing. Um, we basically wrote our own diets, sat in my room in Indian style and wrote our own diets, put ourselves on a thousand calories. And we're like, this is what we're doing to look a certain way. So with someone like me who already had this background of, an, of eating disorder tendencies and eating disorder in general, um, having to manipulate my food to look a certain way was something that I personally could not, was not a good mix for me. It was not a good mix for me. I, it turned into obsessiveness. It turned into like Heather and like many of us losing my hair, losing my menstrual cycle. Um, I almost passed out one morning in one of my classes. I mean, I had guy friends who a lot of women think like guys don't pay attention maybe to the emotional things we're going through. One of my best friends in college pulled me to the corner and was like, what are you doing to yourself? And I didn't even know people noticed what I was doing. And um, it, it becomes a problem because when I looked in the mirror 
and I write about this in the book, the leanest I ever was in my life, like losing, a, losing 12 pounds, weighing myself daily, I looked in the mirror and still thought that I had at least 10 more pounds to lose, or I had, you know, 2% more body fat I need to get lower um, to be acceptable on stage or to be acceptable for those around me that knew what I was doing or to prove them right. Like, yeah, I can do this, like whatever. And it became a very big issue. And after the show, I didn't know how to live a normal life anymore. I didn't know how to live the Casey normal because I think we all have our own normal because we all know our bodies. And I was very away from the Casey norm. And um, and it's something that I am happy to say I'm on the other side of now. It takes a lot of time and energy to help yourself help yourself. Like, will it, like literally help yourself help yourself. Like, you need to make the decision to help yourself. And I knew it. And I had my surrender moment like Heather. And I was working with kids. And I was working with clients. And I was like, I cannot move further in my career if I'm still struggling like this, like I need to be, I'm never going to be perfect, right? Like we're never going to be a thousand percent perfect, but I will, I need to be stronger in who I am before I can, before I can give energy to other people. And, um, that's what I did. And for about a year, year and a half, two years, I worked really freaking hard to get myself to a point where, you know, I can be strong enough to help others and be the person they lean on. And it's, we tell people it's not easy and it's not something that happens overnight. Um, but it's in the end, it's really freaking worth mm -hmm. it. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of my body piece journey. And again, Heather and I are very different. I mean, very different yet both searching for that piece within ourselves. So I think a lot of people can relate to, um, that feeling, you know, that, that feeling of loss of peace within your own body. So it's kind of what we both went through. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. There's so much in there that I want to talk about. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I find it so interesting how people who don't get into this cycle, like Casey, I seriously feel like everything you just said, I've done exactly it. Like even the yep. first, the freshman year of college, I lost 15 pounds instead of gained 15 pounds because exactly. I, spent, I spent an hour on the elliptical every day. And then I yep. finished it every day with like a hundred set of crunches with like, Oh my God, days. girl. Yeah. It's crazy. We're twins. <laughs> we were twins. <laughs> it's really like, I, I want to just people who don't, go through the cycle and they still have their normal. I mm -hmm. just want to shield them and hug them and, and, and just save them from entering this world because like they yeah. don't know how amazing they have it. Like I have this group of girlfriends who are so confident in their bodies. And like one night we were all sitting in a hot tub and we were just chilling and they all are just so beautiful and they're spiritual and they're healthy and they're happy. And they're all like, you know, either engaged or have a boyfriend or married or whatever. And we were started talking about body, about something. And one of the girls was just like, you know, I feel good. I kind of wish I could lose like 10 pounds because, I mean, I look at these other girls and then I was like, oh, my gosh, no. Mm -hmm. And then I just went off for like an hour and I was like, you are at the best time of your life. You're at your prime. Like you have so much going on for you. And then, of course, kind of listed all of the reasons why she shouldn't even dare enter this universe in this world of crazy um, uh, standards of society and like going through all of that that you went through for your competition and that I went through and so many people go through. And then you kind of start to forget 
first of all, why you started. And then you start to forget who you're doing it for. You start to think like the rest of the world is that they're the people who decide who you are. And like those judges, those five judges sitting at that table that watch you come out on that tiny, tiny stage with that little suit. They're the people that you need to please. Like your whole life is there to please those people. And then the show's over and then they're gone and you never see those people again. And like, what now? Who are you now? You don't even know those judges' names. Like you don't know anything about them. They know nothing about you. And then what do you do? And that's when the real, real like hardships come because you have to find your normal again. And once you have that normal, it is such a blessing and it is so amazing because you, you know who you are. And like, yeah, it takes a really, 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 really freaking long time and a lot of cutting out the external world and like cutting out their, their words and their opinions and their views and like really soul searching and figuring out who you are so that you can find that person that you were always meant to be or who you really are deep down, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was beautiful. (laughs) No. And I think, um, to elaborate on that too, like how you say like the judges or in, in like maybe for Heather's, you know, her story, it's like your parents or your friends or whoever you're trying to like live up to, or, you know, be for someone else. And, something that can happen too. And I, and I write this in the book and I know Heather elaborates on this. It's, it's, I was listening to everybody but myself. Like I knew waking up every day and feeling like crap was not good. And I knew that going to the bath, not going to the bathroom every day was not good. Yet I thought, well, this is what so-and-so said. How is how I have to feel? Cause he said that if I do X, Y, Z, I'll look like X, Y, Z. So to look like X, Y, Z, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. So it's everything that my body didn't want, but I did because I thought, okay, well, you know, who is this guy in the gym telling me not to eat carrots or blueberries because they have sugar when my body needs the vitamins and the minerals and I love blueberries and carrots and it becomes this so obsessive to the point where we believe these rules or these um, false things that people say. And it's not that they're bad people. It's that they believe them too. And it's these myths out there, you know, and It's something that, and it sounds to some people that might have not dealt with this, it might sound crazy, but it's like, I had to literally write down on a piece of paper, like I am challenging myself to eat carrots for for this week or eat blueberries for this week or add these foods back in that used to be so scary or that I used to think was so sugar filled and was going to make me gain weight. I had to literally challenge myself to face these foods again, to realize I was still alive after I ate them. The world did not stop. And for so long, those things made my world stop, you know? And it's like, you really do have to challenge yourself. And that's what Heather and I do in the book. It's like, we bring you to this, this, you are looking at you and and you're looking face on to these things that are challenging you. And the only way you can get through them is face them head on and go right through them and not around them. It's right through them, the things that make you feel uncomfortable. And, and that's a huge lesson that Heather and I, and I'm sure you've done too, Maddie. It's like, you've gone through, through the things you need to go through to get to the other side. And you look back and you're like, Oh, why was I so upset over that? Or why, why did that run my life for so long? Um, and that's like a huge lesson that Heather and I both went through. And I think that's a big tip for people too. It's it's going through things. You have to go through the uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like taking a look at like, you know, like the question that's the most jarring, what triggers 
you. The one that n- nobody with any sort of like food issue, I sure as hell didn't want to answer that question. Mm-hmm. And I tried every single thing I could possibly do to try to get around, like staring my triggers right in the face. You know, what triggers me? Who triggers you? Right. And sometimes it sucks, but the people who trigger us most are the people who are quote unquote closest to us, like mm-hmm. our parents or mm-hmm. um, the friendship circles that we're in. And it forces us to realize that we have to take risks and make change. And like Casey said, like that's when you freak out. But the thing is, once you um, acknowledge and because you know, you know, like deep within your heart, you know exactly who and what is triggering you. It's just that, like Casey said, you're trying every single thing outside of you to get around it. But if you just take a look at them, not through the lens of fear, you can feel that fear, but more like instead of like judging yourself looking at it through the lens of curiosity and compassion, like compassionately and curiously asking yourself, okay, I'm not like saying I have to change this, right? Like that's what I would say to myself is like, I don't, I have a choice. Like I can stay where I am or I can make the change. And that like power of choice always like made me feel like a little bit more at ease. Cause again, it made me feel like, well, yeah, I do have control. Like I have the power to choose. Um, and then when I realized what was triggering me, I, I, I could say, okay, so like, why does this trigger me? Let me get curious instead of allowing my fears and my triggers to just swallow me and allow me to drown in them. Like I have been for the past how many years, why don't I give myself the gift of choice and choosing to look at them curiously and I can make the choice whether I want to continue moving around them or if I want to move through them. Mm -hmm. And what happens is this. So like if you choose to continue going around them, you're going to continue to feel shame, guilt, low self-esteem, like you're never going to find your passion, right? But if you look your triggers in the face and you decide to courageously, and kudos to you if you are doing this or already have done this, and kudos to all of us who have, like courageously choose to get curious and move through them with every fear that you conquer, you are going to gain confidence. And confidence is the most sexy thing about you. Like Mm -hmm. your body does not make you captivating. Your confidence does. Mm -hmm. And as you uh, gain that confidence, you find your passion or you remember what made you passionate in the first place. Mm -hmm. And then you realize, oh, it's not about my body. My body is this incredible vessel that I, I am blessed to have and use to serve my purpose on this planet. But it doesn't make me captivating. My confidence does. My passion does. And and that's when you realize, oh, this is body freedom. This is body peace. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I freaking love that. I'm going to have to listen to that like, over and over and over again. Isn't she good? That's oh, my gosh. Friend. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Um, oh, no, she's- it's so true because triggers. Like, that is mm-hmm. one of the scariest but – most eye-opening things ever like for me when I think about this and actually for a lot of people and I want to say this anyways because I do have people that come on the show that talk about diets and like oh you know high carb is great and low carb is great and I really do want to stress the fact that every single body is different and if you happen Mm -hmm. to be someone who's a people pleaser like I don't know if you guys have ever been people pleasers or anything like that and I didn't even think that (laughs) I didn't even think that I was until I realized I actually really am and that's why when people Mm -hmm. say when people are like 
oh, you know, um, I can't, I can't miss my six, um, six PM workout. Like <laughs> I'd be lazy then, even if they weren't even mm-hmm. talking to me or that has nothing about me, I would automatically be like, oh my gosh, you're right. I can't miss my workout today. Even though I'm really exhausted, I can't miss my workout because that would be lazy. Like exactly what you just said. That's totally. lazy, you know, or they'd be like, um, you know, my body is, 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 you know, like I have, I'm a fat burning machine, whatever. I don't eat any carbs at all. And, you know, people who eat carbs are absolutely bogus, blah, blah, blah. And even if I don't even know this person and they're just online and it's a person that's well-respected and they have a hundred thousand followers on Facebook and their Instagram yeah. is super popular. All of a sudden, even if I'll never speak to them and they say that, you know, carbs bad trigger, like, I'm like, Oh, yeah, right. Like, I don't know you, but you know what you're talking about. And like, I just need to please you or like even having a trainer or a coach or a teacher or like a yoga instructor, any of those things, you might not realize it. But if you're being triggered instantly when they say something as innocent as like you need to wake up a little bit earlier, you know, maybe six in the morning to go do a workout because that's what's that's what's actually healthy or you can't eat simple sugars, or carrots are bad, or whatever, anything like that, and you're automatically listening to them, that's a trigger. And, you know, you have to be able to listen to those comments, or not have to, but the goal in life is to be able to listen to comments like that, or listen to the way people live their lives. And this can be spirituality as well. And just be able to, to hear it, but not have to act on it. And that's one of the hardest things in this culture because we're all pressured to be the best and look the best and act the best and be superior and self-righteous. And that's why it's so difficult for us to be able to listen to these things and make our own concrete decisions because our body and our hearts and our minds, that's the last thing that we're listening to. We're listening to everybody else except mm-hmm. for us because we don't trust ourselves. And that's another thing, but yeah. self-trust is huge. It's huge. And you have to learn how to build that self-trust. Mm-hmm. Right. I was at a meeting um, one day and it just like flew out of my mouth. <laughs> and it was the most terrifying and the, and the most liberating uh, moment ever. And if you are at all uh, struggling with this, then I highly suggest you repeat these words after me. Because I think that, um, and Casey and I talk about this all the time, that um, our addiction beneath the food, beneath the fitness, we all know it's something deeper than that. Um, it's because you're addicted to what people think of you. Mm-hmm. That's your addiction. And I remember I was, I was in the meeting, I raised my hand and I was like, I am addicted to what people think of me. And everyone looked at me and was like, I am too. And it was just like, do you know what I mean? Like, I never thought of it like an addiction, but it is. I mean, I was just giving a talk the other night. um, And I was saying like, how many times do you check Facebook per day to see how many likes that your post gets? And when it only gets five likes instead of 20 likes, you think the post isn't good enough and you contemplate putting it down. It's because you're addicted to what other people think of you. And it's like, like we have to laugh at how ridiculous that is. Mm -hmm. Like laugh at that, but also recognize that like, that's fucked up. Oh, yeah. can I swear in here? <laughs> <laughs> so there's like the soul sister that drops the f bombs, and then yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful marriage. So, but it's so true. It's so true, and that's like how um, you know, and and like you were just saying, like the triggers and whatnot. I just wanted to elaborate on that. It's it's like you know, with Heather and I, like I know that we're both very passionate about not putting ourselves with a label, and it's like. Um, I've always been like, excuse me, my, my big motto has always been being true to yourself. And for me, 
Um, I think that's so important with so many people. And it's like, I, I, I don't like as a fitness professional, I take it so serious that like, I don't want to be posting like, Oh, this is, this is the best workout you can do ever because people, people look to what I say. And I, and, and it's like, I don't want to give them an ultimatum like, Oh, here's the best thing you can do. And if you don't do this, it's the worst thing. Like, no, like find what makes you freaking happy. Like that's, that's one of the best things you can do. And it's like, you know, a lot of people come to Heather and I, or, you know, anyone that they look up to for an answer. And, and so often, like, you know, we just find ourselves saying like, find what makes you happy. It, it, it takes work and you want the quick answer from us, but it takes work to find you know, what foods work right for you. Everyone's gut is different and everyone's body reacts differently to different foods. Like I love almonds, can't eat them. They, I can eat them, but my skin gets super dry. So it's like, I know myself, you know, and it's like, someone can tell me almonds are so good for me, but I'm not going to force them down my throat just to make them happy, you know? So it, it just, it, if I did, it would be me not listening to my own body. Right. So it's, it all comes back to that. And so often we lose sight of that. You know, so I just want to elaborate on that a little bit. <laughs> yes, totally. So I know in y'all's book, y'all have 15 practices you recommend people to do for their yes. journey with body peace. What are a few of those practices? Oh, yeah. Let's get into the book. <laughs> this is Heather's um, jam. Yes, this is my jam. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first 15 days, just to briefly take you through the book, um, is – the first 15 days, we are making you solstice-defied. And, uh, it's, it's really 15 days of spiritual practices that I have used to um, really reach this beautiful point of discovery. And we talked about this in the book. We don't like to use the word recovery because um, the the word has really morphed into something that it's not, which is that like there's something wrong with you and you need to keep, quote-unquote, bettering yourself. But um, – really what how we see it is a discovery journey you are constantly discovering new things about yourself you're constantly discovering more of who you really are and really seeing it from that vantage point which is a lot more freeing so in our discovery journey um one of my favorite exercises is called soul sister in the mirror and it's really simple um and it can sound wicked hokey but when you do it, it changes your life when you make it a practice. And so I do this every morning. Um, I get up and I, um, I go ahead and I meditate. And after I meditate, um, I go into my bathroom and I look in the mirror and I actually hold my hand um, because I'm a cancer and I like to feel nurtured. <laughs> so I look in the mirror and I hold my hand and I say, hey, girl, what's up? I love you and we're going to have an awesome day today. And I do that every single day. Um, and it sounds really cheesy. And actually, the first time I I went to do this exercise, I couldn't even look at myself. I couldn't even look at myself. I couldn't even hold my hand. Um, and it took me like 20 minutes to just literally 20 minutes to honestly look at myself and practice saying um, that I love you to myself and look in my eyes, like look in my eyes, the, my beautiful eyes, the windows to my soul and, and actually mean it. Um, and so that's like a really simple practice that um, I really recommend doing because it's something that doesn't take a lot of time, but it's something that you can practice um, over time. Um, so that's one of them. Um, the very first tool in 
uh, in the book is, is called own it. And it's really just about accepting where you are. Um, and I think like, you know, in self-help books and guidebooks and stuff, like sometimes the way things are written, the way things are formulated can kind of like Casey was touching on earlier, like make you feel like you're not already good enough as you are. And I just want everyone who's listening now who's struggling with body image, uh, who's struggling with food issues, like you are in the perfect spot. You're exactly where you are supposed to be. Um, and really starting to be willing. You might not accept where you are right now, and that's totally fine. I sure as hell didn't accept where I was when I really started to get serious about discovery. But like, really become willing. Willingness is all you need. Of course, Miracle says the slightest willingness will give you the world. It will bring you everything you need. If you are willing to accept where you are, that's it. So like step number two, practice every day when you when you catch the merry-go-round of inner critic thoughts kind of like whirling around your brain. Can you stop, take a deep breath, and just say, I am willing to accept where I am. I am willing to accept where I am. And there's like a sense of like expansion and real freedom that flows through you. So that's like a second little tool. We go a lot deeper into it in the book, but I just really want to give people like simple, simple tools. Um, let's see. What's another one? Um, we talk about really recognizing um, that you're not your body. You have a body, but you are not your body. Um, because if you think about it, um, you know, our bodies are constantly shedding skin cells. They're constantly in a state of change. Your body will change every day. Like the body that you and I have today is not the body that you and I had yesterday. It's different. It may not physically look different to us, um, but it is. We've shed skin cells. It's not the same. But your soul, the essence of who you are, like your truth that defines you, that's changeless. You're limitless. Your soul is limitless. Um, and like your, your body can't feel things emotionally only your soul can do that your body is the home to your soul so your job is is to recognize the body as this incredible vessel that it is and and honor it by really first honoring uh that that space of of love and infinite wisdom and peace within you um and so like we really talk about like putting putting your spiritual glasses on and like seeing things from a soul sister perspective. So when you're tempted to make decisions for your body based on the calorie count, what will make you lose weight? What will make you gain weight? What will make you tone up? That's a sure sign it's, it's, it's time for you to stop, drop, and reconnect. So like in these moments, you're disconnected to your body's true purpose, right? I'm not here to mold my body into a certain shape. I'm here to honor what is true for me in this moment. And so to say this, I mean, say a simple prayer, whatever you believe in. It can be grandma, it can be universe, it can be spirit, it can be divine. And a really simple prayer, help me move from a, a place of body shame to body peace, right? Like that little simple call. And in that moment, what you do is you stop the inner critic in its tracks. You, you reframe your perception. And in that moment, you can pause and you were talking about this earlier, Maddie, about how like we're so quick to like react instead of respond. So, and in that moment, you can you can feel that response. Your intuition is really smart, and you know what that body piece choice is in that moment. And and then, like Casey said, 
then that's the time to take action on it, which is which is the hardest part. But we give you those those steps and tools in here beyond that of how to do that. So those are just three quick tips. Mm-hmm. I love, love, love those. And this is kind of weird, but really, um, I guess kind of symbolic. But as you're talking about like your body, um, like your, you lose skin cells and your body is just a vessel. I was literally like picking a scab as you were saying that. And I was, like, <laughs> totally, totally gross. But the other week I had, <laughs> I had slammed my finger in my sliding window. So not Eesh. down, but across. And so it yes. went inside of the panel on the inside and on the outside. And, um, I totally was like, wow, I really appreciate my body for, you know, being able to lift things up and move my fingers and work because now I'm in like screaming pain and it hurts so bad. And for the past like week, I've had just a purple finger, like it's purple, like there's a scab over it. And I was just taking it off and there was like a beautiful layer of skin underneath it, like already ready and like perfect and just weird. Mm-hmm. I know that's totally weird. No, but it's no, but it's <laughs> so true though. It's so true. It's like so that's symbolic. never happened to me, and mm-hmm. it's crazy because your skin's always like trying to like, like be there for you, and like your body is constantly yeah. trying to help you and be better. Like if you eat too much, you your body's gonna you know feel a little bit sick, and it's gonna tell you I don't like that. If your temperature is bad, your body's gonna try to find equilibrium. Like if you break a bone, your body's gonna heal it. Like your body is always trying to work for you as a vessel so that you can live and that you For can sure. have your soul and you can do things. And I think another thing like to add on to that list is just doing something that makes you feel proud of yourself. And for me, lifting weights, like the way I was when I was going through my, you know, disordered eating and all that stuff, it was mostly because I didn't like myself. And like going to the gym wasn't really fun anymore. And I was going and focusing on my body, not who I am, not what I can do, not my heart or anything like that, but my body. And that's it, what it looks like. And I put so much pressure on it. And ironically, of course, I was alone and there was no one to like even hang out with in this body. And then once I started doing um, CrossFit, like honestly, once I started being able to do things with other people and move my body and lift it in ways I hadn't lived in it before and like see my strength increase and all that fun stuff, I stopped thinking about what my body looked like. And this has literally Mm -hmm. happened over the past like two months. Like this is very new. Like I just got into this and my mindset towards my body and what it is has changed completely. I really truly realize it is just a vessel. It is just mm-hmm. a body, and it's what in, is inside that really matters. Mm-hmm. So true. Okay, I love so, it. So, yeah. what what would you say if there was a woman who's really trying to work towards body peace, but there's someone in her life that's close, like we were saying earlier, that keeps throwing comments at her, you know, like about her body, and I don't even know what this would be like because I've never actually been in this kind of situation, but I know there are women out there that might have a husband or might have a mother or a daughter or a cousin that critiques their body and it's distracting and it's stressful. And every time they take one step forward, they take a few steps backwards. What would you say to them if they're trying to work towards this and how to block that out in a good manner, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense? Okay, good. Love this. Mm-hmm. So obviously, um, I would ask, I would ask them a few questions. So the first question is, I would say, what or who is triggering you? And then I would say, write that down. Second question, where is self-love missing in this situation? 
In other words, how can I give myself love in this situation? And th these are like, you know, more like deep practices that you're going to have to spend time and allow yourself to, to reveal the answer to yourself. Um, because once you answer that second question, you have your answer. Mm -hmm. When you recognize where self-love is missing, in that answer is your action step. And sometimes, I'm not saying this is always the answer, but sometimes the answer is, I need to leave him. Or sometimes the answer is, I need to speak up, right? Because so often we don't speak our truth. We don't mm -hmm. say how we really feel because we're afraid of what we'll lose on the other side. Um, and in my own case, to share a personal story, because I, I believe like sharing your personal stories always helps other people feel inspired to take action. Um, I had to actually cut my mother out of my life. Um, God bless her heart. I love her. Um, I really been on a steadfast four-year journey of forgiving her. Um, but she's a recovering alcoholic, and she was one of those people in my life that was a humongous trigger for me, and it was really like, you know, that like romantic partner that you have that just has that hold on you, that you just, it's like that karmic tie that you feel you cannot break. That was really the relationship between my mother and I. It was a very um, passive-aggressive, manipulative toxic relationship one in which I, I felt like I was constantly trying to be forced into that good girl role that I didn't want to play anymore and that's when you know that the relationship is not serving you is when you feel tempted by that inner critic which we call the ego in our book um to like play a role or chase a dream that doesn't belong to you that's when you know it's time to leave if you don't feel like you're being forced to play a role that doesn't belong to you anymore or a role that you want to no longer belong to you, then it's time to speak up. And, and the, that answer is very simple and it, it takes that courage. Um, so I would, I would pose that to them. And, and, you know, that's why we created body peace and we created the support group because this shit is hard. Like it's not easy. Um, but in it, I promise you, lies your purpose and that confidence that you're dying for, you know, that that desire to wake up in the morning and be excited about your day and to look in the mirror and say, let's do this. You know, that is what's on the other side of it. And it took me, it took me almost three years to be to, to confidently say, like, bless you, mom. But I, I you are you're just a trigger to me. And, and, you know, I have to distance myself, you know, and this is something that Heather actually we all talked about the other night during one of her talks was um in in a lot of those situations when someone is coming at you with a negative feeling or words or whatever it may be usually it's got absolutely nothing to do with you and that's something that we all I think it takes time to um rewire our brains to think is that so often when, when maybe we reach out to a company we want to work with and they're not taking anyone on right away, we, instead of thinking, okay, well, this is, this is providing more chance for me to expand or grow. We're like, oh, they don't like me. They don't like what I do. Like we take it so personal when it's really got nothing to do with us sometimes. Or if it's someone that is coming at you with a negative, um, you know, whatever they're doing to you, usually in the situation, you are doing nothing wrong and it's coming from a place where they're not happy and they're seeing maybe that you either have this happiness that they are, they are, they are wanting or um, something about you that they want or they're jealous or something. And 
usually it comes off that we're doing something wrong because, oh, well, they don't like me. I'm doing something wrong. I'm wrong in this situation. Um, in reality, it usually has everything to do with them. And that's something that Heather and I have both still work on with each other. Like we, we are each other's like soul sister. Like I'm calling her if I feel that way or she's calling me. And, you know, it all comes down to if you are more confident in who you are, you can then look at that negativity right in the eye and be like, you know what? This has nothing to do with me. I came from a place of like love and acceptance and they're not agreeing with it or they're not ready to be in that space with me. And sometimes that involves you moving on from the situation or, or expressing that to them. And maybe in turn, it might help them because they're realizing then, wow, like maybe I have something to work on. Um, so that's something that we also touch on is not taking everything personal because mm -hmm. usually it, if someone's coming at you negatively and you know, deep down, you've not done anything wrong to them usually it's coming from their space of looking for peace in themselves and they take it out a different way. Totally. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. All right. So my last question is um, if I could, if you could give one tip to, to one of these women or men to strengthen their mind body connection, what would that be? Um, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to start like answering Heather as I'm answering you. Um, I personally, and I think Heather will absolutely agree um, is, is finding your truth. So being, being true to who you are and that will move mountains. Like if we keep lowering or dimming our light to make everybody else happy, we will never be able to shine with our full potential. And that's something that, yeah. And that's something that with body peace or where body peace comes from is that sense of being true to who you are. And everybody has a different truth. Everybody has a different truth. Everyone has a different story. Everyone has a different journey. Everyone has a different, excuse me, obstacle from where they came from or what they're pursuing and to find themselves. And if you lose sight of who you are, body peace is so much harder to find. And if you just finally say, you know, this is who I am. This is what I like to do you know, I like to eat meat sometimes and I like to work out like this sometimes. And sometimes I do bicep curls and sometimes I do handstands. I mean, like you just need to root into who you are. And with that, not only do you inspire everyone around you to be true to who they are because they see you living your truth and then they feel less intimidated to be themselves because you're inspiring them because they're like, wow, well, if she can be a thousand percent off, like authentic into who she is, then, then this makes me feel more comfortable to be who I am. And with that comes body peace because then you are truly listening to your body and there you start to realize pleasing other people is for, for those types of reasons is just not on your priority list anymore. And it's about, you know, finding who you are. And then through that, you can help so many people because People that want to be connected to you will come to you because of your truth and how you make them feel. It all comes back to how you feel. And um, I think that that's, that's like a huge tip um, is just finding who you are, finding, finding your truth and writing it down and working on it every day. It's not something that you can, I mean, it takes time and it takes work. And so often nowadays we want things right away and we want into like, in like instantly, I want the answer to my life, you know, and, and for all of us, it has not been that way, but that's okay because your discovery into who you are 
is so, um, you know, is, is so, uh, what's the word I want to say, individual to each one of us. And it's a beautiful thing. And your journey will inspire other people. So that would be a tip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Uh, okay. I would say give yourself permission to let your true self shine. And even deeper than that, let yourself let it be messy. <laughs> like wade around in the mud, <laughs> get dirty. Um, because your discovery is a beautiful, beautiful fucking mess. It really is. Like it is the most beautiful mess. And um, I don't know about you, but my discovery journey has been pretty messy. Oh yeah. And there are still messy moments that happen, but I always find that in those messy moments, like in those breakdowns that feel when you, when you do have that experience of feeling like your fears are swallowing you, feeling like you're drowning in your fears, um, that in that is this beautiful breakthrough from that breakdown comes a breakthrough. So I would say, give yourself permission to let your whole self shine by allowing yourself to let it feel messy. Let yourself fail. Um, because within those perceived obstacles are your opportunities to shine and your world needs your message. This world right now that we live in, I don't know about you, but it's pretty screwed up. Um, and I think that if you are listening to this, that you are, um, a light worker, you're a healer you, of some sort. You're here to share your message, to inspire others. That's what we're all here to do. And this world needs you, needs your message, needs your light, needs you to share who you are, your whole self, um, regardless of how messy it is or how beautiful it is with the world. And that's what will heal yourself and, and those around you. Yes, yes, exactly. No journey is perfect. And I know I've had my share of mess and my mess continues. My mess will always continue. But that's what makes me me, you know, and that's how you experience things and you experience life and you figure out who you are. So those were both amazing and beautiful and I love it. And you girls are doing so, so, so much good in this world. And I know you're helping so many people and, um, just thank you so so much for coming on this show and i'm really really excited to share it with everybody thank Thank you you so much for having us (laughs) thank you for having us we appreciate it yeah giving us the opportunity to share body peace and and to do it with someone who really understands the Mm -hmm. trenches of what it is and and i know that your tribe loves you and adores you and um it's a special place that you Mm -hmm. let us into and we really we love you we appreciate it we love you too (laughs) okay i'll catch you ladies later All right, thank you. Bye. Thanks again for listening, friends. I'm Maddie Moon, and you have been enjoying the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please be sure to rate and review it in the iTunes store as well as subscribe. Also, please remember I'm glad to continue the conversation on my website, mindbodymusings.com, where you can also sign up for my free ebook, How to Love Your Body Again, 10 Easy Steps to Stop Sacrificing and Start Living. I created this book to help everyone that struggles with body image, dieting, overtraining, and negative self-esteem to learn how to not only accept who you are, but love who you are. 
This is coming from an ex-fitness model and bikini competitor, so trust me, I know what it's like to have those struggles and to want to be rid of them. So please, if any of that sounds good, head on over to moonfitness.net and sign up. Thanks for listening.